0: Hi, this is Alan Ruff, the Thursday host of A Public Affair. If you have a moment and uh, the resources, remember to support the station. And if you will, head over to wrtfm.org to donate and to see what else is going on at the station six above sea level. I grab my mic because I like to take it to another mental level. No power frequency, radio modulation. The big sound from underground. We bring the truth to places truth is never heard before. We bring the sound communication of our tribal war. Dark vision fly by helicopters in the night. Attempt triangulation of our station in the fight. And good afternoon. Welcome to this, the Thursday edition of A Public Affair. I'm your host for this hour. My name is Alan Ruff. I want to thank first of all. I want to thank all of you who pledged to this program uh, last week. Um, a number of people have come up to me over the over the course of this this week and talked about how much they enjoyed uh, listening to Tariq Ali, and of, and of course I uh, I try to get you know interesting guests and so on, and that's my way of, of getting around to the fact that I want to thank you uh, all all those of you who pledged. Uh, during the pledge drive, um, but unfortunately, we finished like some oh seventeen percent below our goal, and our budget now isn't flexible enough to cover such a, a shortfall. So if you if you didn't pledge, or you can add to your pledge, uh, you can h- help us make it through the summer and early fall, really with uh, uh, more, with no more on air appeals if you call, you know, uh, call now with, uh, or during the course of the hour at 256-2001. There was some, somebody will be sitting out there to uh, uh, take a pledge. We're, you know, extending it a little bit, but we're not going to pledge wrap during this hour. Uh, But again, if you uh, like what I do, if you like uh, the news and public affairs programming, uh, the music and culture, you know, give a you know, dig a little bit deeper maybe and uh because again uh, we need your assistance your support more than ever two five six two thousand and one you know the um <clears throat> excuse me the uh t- today's show we're gonna have a couple of guests on uh it's a, we're focusing today in a special edition of a public affair on the um upcoming W.R.T. Board of Directors election, um, which will be taking place next Sunday, June 25th uh, at the W.R.T. annual meeting. The meeting is going to take place at the Art in the Gallery at 1444 East Washington Avenue uh, from 3 to 7 p.m. Um, and on the agenda is the vote for eight new members of the station's Board of Directors Uh, And, of course, some voting on uh, proposed changes in the station's bylaws. Um, As noted on the WART website, the WART Board of Directors sets WRT's overall goals, priorities, and policies regarding the facility, the equipment, the committees, the staff, the volunteers, and so forth. Uh, So it's an important uh, opportunity, uh, an important task as well. There's uh, 11 seats uh, on the board of directors that represent three groups defined in the station's bylaws. One is a uh, paid staff collective. Uh, there's one seat on the board of, for a representative of the staff. There's another group that consists of listener sponsors like you. Uh, in the form formal language of the station's bylaws, listener sponsors are referred to as supporting members, and there's uh, seats open for uh, election as a as a listener sponsor. Uh, and then a third group is represented on the board. consists of volunteers who hold six, uh, you know, s- people who are active at the station who hold six or a majority of the 11 seats. And the candidates r- uh, running as volunteers all have all, uh, quote, according to, again, the regs, volunteered at least five hours of authorized work in each three consecutive months between uh, August 1st uh, and March 31st. This year, there's a total of uh, eight seats that need to be filled on the Wart Board of Directors, Um, and three of those open positions will be held by listener sponsors, and five will be held by volunteers at the station. So, you know, again, I'm waiting on uh, our first guest, and um, but you know, I thought we'd uh, you know dedicate this show to uh, this program. To, see, to hear from uh, those who are stepping forth from uh, the community at large to uh, take up the tasks that keep this listener-sponsored, listener-supported, volunteer uh, operation uh, going. Again, we'll be opening up the discussion for a little bit. I'm just uh, waiting on uh, our uh, first guest. So, you know, two five six two thousand and one. You know, while we're waiting, if there's anyone who'd like to give us a call uh and perhaps have a uh, little conversation about whatever, people this past week came up to me and said, gee, Al, that that program last week with Tariq Ali uh from London, right? With, I mean talk about the need for assisting the station, uh telephone uh telephone call from London, an overseas uh call uh, we pay for that, and uh you pay for that uh if you will so uh you know again, you can give us a call this hour two five six two thousand one but i'm more than you know happy as we await our first guest to uh, uh take uh calls what's concerning you out there uh what's uh, hot on on the front burner for you in in regard to uh local state national international issues i've been uh as many of you regular listeners know, I, I kind of follow the international scene fairly closely, and, and I was alarmed this week by the uh, news that the U.S. shot down a Syrian jet. That in, in uh, that had, you know, shortly thereafter, that that the Iranians fired for the first time ever, fired missiles into Syria from Iran. Uh, that the russians uh have been uh rather unnerved and have threatened possible response and so you know you can call during the hour um oh I'm you know I'm happy my my first guest has just walked in and and so we'll uh you know g- get to it in regard to the WORT upcoming board elections um <clears throat> with me here in uh, the W.R.T. Studios is um, Marty Carine, right? Is that yes, that's very good. <laughs> you know, and you know, Marty. You gotta say, it's funny. People say to me, "Oh, I put." You know, they hear me on the radio, and they say, "Oh, I put a name with a face." Finally, and yeah. and of course, we've <laughs> we've seen each other, known each other, really for a number of years, yes. and then. But I, I name and face. There you are. <laughs> okay, so Marty, let's. Uh, you know you. You're of course a very long-time listener and supporter of the station's. Um, the the big lead question, of course, why why are you running for the board of directors?
1: Okay, uh, <clears throat> I was told a while back by several people that there were vacancies, quite a few vacancies on the board, and um, I've been on several different boards. I was on a school board in Southwest Wisconsin for. 10 or 12 years. I don't remember exactly. It's been a while. Mm -hmm. And I was on the board of my local union. I'm a retired state employee. And I was represented by ASME 333, the Wisconsin State Inspectors Union. And shortly after I began work, um, I was on, I worked for 35 years. I started attending union member meetings and became an executive board member, worked my way through the leadership, uh, was the secretary of the local treasurer and president for about 15 years. So I've had a lot of experience on the board, and somebody said, why don't you run? So I decided to do that, knowing that uh, I appreciate the service so much. Even when we lived in Blanchardville, we lived in Blanchardville for 30 years. We were right on the fringe of, of WART, and I did a lot of driving in state vehicles, in Lafayette and Green in Iowa County, and when the when the um, transmitter was increased, however, the, whatever the technical term is, I was able to listen to Wart most of the day while I was working, uh, off and on. So I I thought, well, if they need somebody to run,
0: I'll run. So what uh, what are your struggles? Your the skills that you would bring. Uh, your your expertise, your knowledge uh, to the board?
1: Well, uh, one of the things is um, I enjoyed learning about how the organizations that I was working with worked. When I ran for the school board, um, I had never been a teacher. I didn't know much about education, but we had some very good people that I ran with and were elected and a good administrator. And I was able to learn a lot about uh, the Operation the finances of a small rural or what's called a common school district in the state of Wisconsin, and it was pretty much the same thing uh, when I got involved in my union. Although my union involvement was much earlier, there's a lot of a lot to be learned in an organization like that. And actually, what I enjoyed most about being in the union was the learning experience in all different ways. Uh-huh. I was even on the bargaining team for ten years.
0: So. Yeah, I noticed. Of course, uh, speaking about uh, unions, un- your union activity, I noticed on the form you submitted the application, or uh, uh, basically nominating papers, or however you want to term yes. it, for <laughs> the uh, for the for the election, that you're also a member of the Industrial Workers of the World, the IWW. Yes,
1: I was a um, uh, what um, what people call a uh, what. IWW calls the dual Carter. Uh, I joined the IWW in the mid '90s. Uh, they were a model of union uh, activity, of union uh, membership activity that uh, I thought we lacked a lot of in me and I think that showed uh, very showed predominantly when. Uh, the uprising occurred, and the unions
0: couldn't stop Scott Walker and the legislature. Uh, some would argue, of course, that some of the unions uh, <laughs> played a, played a role in uh, in kind of uh, demobilizing the. Uh, um, yes, uh, I you know. I agree with that, especially um, in my case.
1: me we were I was on the bargaining team at the time, and uh, we were not asked. To do anything, to make any comments—that's mm-hmm. a long story. I could
0: go yes. into. Now we, what do you see as the prime responsibilities, or uh, you know, reason for the existence of the station? What do you, what do you see as its prime function? Well, I really
1: like Wart because of the um, exposure that it provides to all kinds of organizations in Madison to uh, go into their objectives and their programs in depth. Uh, You know, I don't watch much commercial news on TV, but I'm always frustrated when they say something happened and they don't even tell you where it happened or when it happened. You know, uh, and I think besides the news and information that it provides uh, to the community, uh, the music is much better. I listen to. Uh, I wrote a list down of the different shows I listened to on and off. Um, even, even the comedy is good. I mean, Hour of Slack and Mel and Floyd. Mm-hmm. It's it's such a variety. It adds so much to the community that commercial radio doesn't provide.
0: Do you have any particular goals or uh, projects in mind? Uh, if you, if you were elected to the board, what would you like to uh, push forward, uh, see happen at the station?
1: Uh, I would like to see a little bit more discussion about what people are doing to resist. Uh, The commercial media is all about elections, you know, and the Internet. Facebook is so much about, oh, we got to get so-and-so elected. Uh, But I think the real change is going to come when when the grassroots gets upset, when people are doing things um, modeled on – One hundred ninety-eight ways of of uh, uh,
0: resistance. Resistance,
1: yes. uh, Peaceful resistance uh, from Gene Sharp's writings. Right, right. I think that uh, it would. I know there's always a problem with programming, and uh, a problem in that there's too much to do and not enough time to do it in. Uh, I'm I'm sure programming Mm -hmm. is a Very difficult uh, activity here at the station. But I would like to see some programming concentrating on uh, how the ordinary citizen can perform peaceful acts of resistance. Uh, Because I believe if you look at the labor movement or uh, the civil rights movement or the um, gay rights movements of the past, uh, a lot was done by people— as Gene Sharp would say, or some people would
0: say, trying to make things ungovernable as the way they are. Uh So quite clearly you see a prime function of the station uh, as an activist institution. Talk about that a little bit. Uh, Well, I
1: wouldn't necessarily call it the prime function, but I think it's an important function Mm -hmm. because I enjoy the music uh, as much as anybody else. I I love uh, folk music and the blues. Um, I like the Local uh, news, but I think we have the talent here in Madison, and to contact people who around the country, like you just had Tariq mm-hmm. um, Ali, as I, yes, yeah, yes, yeah, on. Um, and I've heard this for many years: people around the world are interviewed on Wart, and we can connect with people through this through this uh, facility, the uh, Wart. Around the world and around the country, and even and in town, who have the expertise on how to uh,
0: create more activism? So. You know, just before you walked in, uh, Marty Carwin, Carwin, Carine, Carine. Sorry, it's close <laughs> enough. Yeah, yeah, I'll get there. <laughs> I'll get it. I'll get it. Uh, um, uh, just before you know, I uh, asked uh, people if they wanted to call in on this hour, and we do have a caller sitting uh, holding for a little bit. So let's bring Michael up on the air. Uh, he has a question. Michael, okay. hi, you're on the air.
2: Yeah, hi. Um, yeah, going back to the 100 forms of protest, I think we need more more of the disrobing type of protest. So uh, let me know if any of those are going to be taking place <laughs> locally. Now, seriously, uh, I do have a concern about uh, WORT's election process. My suggestion is this. And I'd like to know have your feedback on it. I think that all volunteers should be allowed to vote in the board and other elections. Right now, there's a minimum number of hours that are required. I think that anybody that volunteers uh, should uh, have, have the right to vote. In in my case specifically, you know, I, I volunteer quite a bit during pledge drives, but I guess I'm limited by time and energy and talent as far as what else I can do as far as volunteering. So I guess basically that's my suggestion, that this minimum hourly requirement for volunteers be abolished. And I guess I'll take my answers off the air, and I'd be interested in the answers of the other candidate as well. Thanks for taking the call. Take care, everyone.
1: Hi, Michael. Uh,
0: do you want me to respond? Yeah, you can. Okay, I have my i have I have thoughts on it too. But yeah, you know, you're you know you're the guest. Okay, uh, I understand
1: um, that when the station was formed, there was probably a reason for that um, uh, that requirement. Uh, if you've ever been in an organization that has some dissent, uh, some internal conflict going on, you know that people try to pack meetings. I've seen it. I've seen it in the labor movement. I've seen it at, when we tried to do things in the school board that some community members didn't like. Uh, I would be willing to take a look at that requirement and f- uh, find out why it's in the, in the uh, bylaws in the first place. But it does seem to me that it is kind of a, a requirement that may have been, uh, been brought about so one person doesn't come in for a volunteer for a half hour, and is then has the same strength as people who are very committed to the station.
0: Yeah, it's, it's certainly I always understood it as uh, showing a basic, uh, you know, a basic kind of commitment to the station, um, as as a part of the uh, franchise, shall we say, and uh, and I think you're right about uh, there's historically been. Situations where folks come in fulfill some non requirement, or in terms of time, uh, and so on, in various organizations, Uh, and and that leads to you know on occasion has led to uh, you know stacking of meetings uh, and so on and so forth. So yeah, I mean it's it's certainly I know it's been an ongoing question uh, over many years, and so it probably will continue. Um <clears throat> no I just got a note uh, handed to me that people can come to the annual meeting and ask to be added to uh the voting rolls of course uh but I, but that is based of course on on the existing uh, stipulation of, of of time uh uh commitment uh volunteer commitment uh to the station we ha- uh again we're talking with board candidate uh, WRT board of directors candidate uh, Marty Carine, who um, uh, is with us for the first part of the hour. If you have a call about the station, about the board elections, um, uh, if you have a, a specific question for Marty, give us a call at two five six two thousand and one. So, what else, Marty Carine? Um, it's funny, I. I sometimes think well, I, you know I've been on boards right and I've been on uh, I was uh, on board of directors for years at, uh, when I drove at uh, Union Cab uh and would sometimes come home wanting to pull my hair out and or exhausted <laughs> or, or frustrated or or, or you know POED and uh um so and it, and it takes a um on occasion a certain amount of of sta- stamina or fortitude <laughs> <laughs> internal <laughs> fortitude uh, uh, to so uh let me ask you what what why why would you subject yourself <laughs> uh
1: other people have asked me that too uh yeah I mean it's a real question yes it is uh I think it's because uh both at when I was when I ran for office and served on the union board and in union office it was because of a uh, Of my commitment to the labor movement um, and to our local. Uh, Somebody asked me to run for the bargaining team and I thought, I don't know. (laughs) But uh, it was, once again, I was challenged, uh, this is something you should do if you're committed to this organization. And it does take a certain amount of, um, you have to develop a thick skin uh, when there's a very small but vocal uh, group agitating for something that you don't believe in and that the board takes a different stand on. We had that happen on the school board, and um, I was president at the time, and we had to basically say, you know, the community voted to build this building and raise the taxes, and we're going to do that. Uh, my, my experience on the uh, union was in the union board, as an officer and a board member, was that there were always competing interests, and you had to sort through the interests. You had to find out um, whether one person was just interested in a particular. It was whether it was a self-interest, or was an interest for the um, the person was interested in the good of the general organization. Uh, yes, yeah, you you have you come home. <laughs> Sometimes I come, came home sometimes uh, saying, you know, I used to like that person. It's going to be a long time before I
0: do again. <laughs> well, but, you know, what's the old saying? You know, the democracy's uh, messy. Yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It can be contentious. Can, it yeah. should be contentious. Yeah, right? it
1: should be um, because the alternative of uh, totalitarian control in one form or the other is um, – uh, the vast self-interest of the controlling the controllers uh, overcomes the interest of the general good, and and democracy. We're supposed to be interested in the general good in a demo in a society like a democracy. And we're supposed to have a process for
0: achieving that. So we're you know we're down to uh, the half hour. I have another guest coming in, and. Uh, so, you yeah, know maybe a, a final pitch uh a um, bit of encouragement perhaps uh okay um, <clears throat> I think Wart has a
1: uh a great history uh a great staff, wonderful volunteers who uh like you who do programs that are very interesting to listen to, and uh, I would like to. If I'm elected to the board, I would like to be part of that. I would uh, be willing to listen to the staff who work here and the volunteers. It is interesting to me that there are, uh, the majority of the board members are volunteers. That to me are the volunteer members. Uh, that to me is uh, is I think very wise because we were the people who set up Wart. I think we're intending to provide uh, a community-based organization and not not be controlled by top-down. So I'm willing to work with the people, listen to uh, the history of our successes and failures uh, in this endeavor. And uh, I think one of the things as having been treasurers of several different boards is the experience of working with the finances, not that I'm a any kind of wonder worker, but um, as a retiree, I have time to volunteer and time to uh, work on raising funds also for the
0: station. So well, I, well, Marty Carine, I, I want to uh, thank you for coming in. I want to remind listeners this hour that we uh, uh, we're, we have some on-ear candidates for the board all this week. Uh, and, and Marty uh Carine's uh, running for the board uh again it's it's always uh fascinating to hear uh what motivates uh folks to uh, take on these tasks uh it's um it could be a, a rewarding it could be enlightening uh but at the same time uh it's a, it's you could say it's a lousy job, but somebody's got to do it. <laughs> so, again, I want to thank you uh, for coming in and uh, good luck in okay. the Board of Directors meeting coming up uh, on the 25th. Okay, uh, thanks, Alan, for all right, this, thank this opportunity. You. All righty, thanks a lot. Again, if you, uh, I want to just again plug, uh, encourage people to, if you hadn't uh, made a. Uh, A pledge during the um pledge drive which ended uh this past week or if you did uh and you want to contribute some more uh please give us a call 256-2001 uh harry richardson once again you know and i always put you know harry i think harry's called into every program that i've ever done on wart uh, during a pledge drive uh and uh He's a stalwart of the station of the community, a good activist, a good trade unionist uh and he you know he coughs up right so i want to encourage you too to give us a call uh call the receptionist here during this hour at two five six phone answer two five six two thousand and one uh and you know we certainly appreciated the We fell a little short, like 17% uh, below our our goals just now. Uh, So, again, everything you can uh, come up with helps us out. Uh, With me here in the WRT studios is Jerry Chernow. Uh, Jerry, we go back a while. It's got to be like over 40 years we've known each other.
3: Uh, Well, 35 since I've been in Madison. Okay, there you go.
0: You got it down better than I, and uh, so uh, and of course you've been a long time volunteer uh, at the station. <clears throat> Excuse me, you've been a listener sponsor since 1983. Uh, you previously served uh, two f- terms on the board of directors in the 90s. Um, you served four years as the uh, BOD's uh, treasurer, uh, and one year as the vice president. And you're, you've you been the WART, W-R-T, bookkeeper. So it's funny. I was going to say, uh, what skills do you bring, <laughs> bring to um, uh, Why are you running for the board?
3: Well, that's a good question. Like you say, I served two terms in the 90s. I thought that would probably be it for me. But the thing that's uh, got me motivated to run again, the primary thing, is uh, – What's happened with the board over the past year, and I think some other folks have alluded to this. Um, in in my opinion, the the board kind of lost its focus for the past year and was trying to do everything. It was you know, it was seeing all the problems that came up, um, you know, affecting the station, and uh, they were trying to, um, you know be uh, be the, be the decision-maker for all of that, although in the reality, uh, this station has three distinct groups. It has the board, the staff, and the volunteers, and they all should have a role to play in the uh, ongoing success of the station. I think the board lost sight of that, and um, so I'm running to try to get things back the way they're supposed to be on an even keel, uh, right now, well, the board, because they were doing so much, I think they were stressed out. They had long, tedious meetings. Uh, I think tempers got short. So it was a bad situation within the board, and also it was a bad situation for the staff in that um, the, the staff felt that uh, the board was micromanaging what uh, what really was staff collective's uh, prerogatives. So uh, I hope to get things back on an even keel or help to um, if I'm elected. What would you
0: highlight, uh, identify as the uh, fundamental issues, uh, concerns facing the station at this point?
3: Well, that that's certainly one. I think we need to uh, rebuild trust of the board and the staff and also with the volunteers. Um, of course, the, the finances have been bad for the last couple of years we're just starting to uh turn things around but we're going to have to uh you know there's so much uh pressure on the exis- the few existing full-time staff because we haven't had the money to hire uh, more people into the staff collective we've been trying to make do with uh part-time limited-term employees that's not a good you know long-term solution. Um, so hopefully we can build up enough enough equity that we could uh, we can hire. Uh, I know we're in the process of hiring one more full timer right now, and I am hoping we can do another one next year.
0: You know, Jerry, you um, you talked in uh, looking over the statement uh, your nominating papers. Are, <laughs> I don't know exactly what you call them, uh, <laughs> the application, yeah, right? Right, uh, and you referenced something that. Uh, is an ongoing discussion that I've had with folks uh, and that is the fact that a radio station especially especially one like this uh, now has to compete with new technologies social media uh, and so on uh, you mentioned that in your application uh, what would you see as possible uh, solutions or at least uh, uh, a path to be taken uh, in terms of well, expanding uh, the outreach, out uh, right. uh, and the listenership.
3: Now, you know, I'm an old fogey. I don't. Uh, I'm not up on the new technologies very much, but I, I, I'm aware of them, and I'm a firm believer in let the experts do their expertise. You know, there's a lot of, especially younger folks who are uh, involved in committee work with the wart and uh, that's where the new ideas should come from. Not from us, old timers who were kind of stuck in the uh, '60s still. (laughs) Uh, But um, you know, I'm I'm certainly open, you know, and I will be open if I'm on the board to uh, to hearing new ideas. You know, they've been talking about podcasts and so forth. Um, You know, we we tried something a few years ago with the second channel business. Unfortunately, that's that's sort of outdated now. But uh, I'm I'm sure there will be other opportunities and. I'm hoping we can recruit more of the uh the young uh you know technologically uh you know you know up 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 to date people to to serve on our committees um, to help help identify new areas that we can move into
0: yeah you know my uh my wife and i uh, recently were visited by this uh young man who looked over in our living room he said Wow, you have CDs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really. I still have uh, Betamax. <laughs> uh, uh, you know, he talked about be- people being stuck in the 60s. I think, I, I don't know why, but immediately, what immediately came to mind to me was uh, Kurt Vonnegut's writing about being unstuck in time. <laughs> 256 2001, if you have a, call, a question, a comment, about the board or something uh, uh, for our uh, board candidate, Jerry Chernow, give us a call at 256 Jerry, talk about, you know, I mentioned, of course, that you do bookkeeping. Uh, you were, are you still, I mean, it seemed like you were at Lakeside Press forever. From the beginning. From the beginning, yeah. The beginning, yeah. <laughs> yes. I re- I, that's what I remember. And um, we we'll talk about other uh attributes, uh qualities, experience that that you would bring to the
3: board. Well, um I think I mentioned in my board application uh I started off in the early 70s in Chicago um as a draft resistor and I was working with a Quaker organization called American Friends Service Committee and uh I remember when I first started working with them in their peace program that God, they take forever to make decisions. Course everything is done by consensus. And um I was, you know, in my youth and uh, arrogance of youth, I think I, I thought we need to make decisions now for the revolution, you know. But um yeah. <laughs> a- in time I came to realize that uh the the real beauty of consensus is that is in listening to other people. I think that's kind of a f- forgotten skill, uh to a large part in our society. But uh, when you listen to other people, you know, hey, you know, they're uh, amazing. They might have insights that I didn't have, you know. And, uh, and uh, if you can combine all the insights from various people in a meeting, then maybe you really have something right. instead of trying to compete for uh, for space.
0: I often I often say, I think I mentioned it last week when I had Tariq Ali on, um, that we all... Have our own knowledge, our own expertise and, and you and you think you know it, you understand it you and then someone comes and just turns a slight phrase that refracts through cuts through it a little bit at a different angle of, of observation an uh, angle of repose right right and and you say, "Ah, of course and uh yeah i'm always i'm uh, I'm always encouraged, uh, energized in, in a sense, by someone, especially when it's when I'm dealing with some, some topic that I think I really know, <laughs> right? Uh, that I know upside down, some historical or political uh, subject. And someone else says, well, no, here's another way to look at it. 256 Uh You're listening. My um, guest right now is Jerry Chernow, longtime. Uh, WRT volunteer who is running for the Board of uh, Directors uh, at the annual election coming up uh, on uh, June 25th. We do have someone who uh, uh, is, you know, we do have a caller. So let's go to the phones. Uh, Hey, Nancy, you're on the air.
2: Hi, I have a question. Um, Jerry is a part-time employee at the station, and there's, there are also amendments to the bylaws that are under uh, going to be voted on um, that would ban uh, part-time employees from, from serving on the board. So I wonder what would happen if, if Jerry were to win and those amendments were to pass, and uh, in general um, what Jerry as a part-time employee thinks about those amendments to the bylaws.
3: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned that cuz I was hoping to bring that up. Um uh, first of all, if if that amendment passes, that would ban part-timers from serving on the board. That would take that would go into effect at the end of the meeting. So uh it would be after that elections already had taken place. So it would affect future elections but not not this one coming up on Sunday. But um I'm, I'm certainly opposed to this measure to change the bylaws. Um, in my opinion, part-time staff are like the, uh, the poor cousins of WORT. We have um, you know, the least pay, no benefits, uh, no job security, um, and um, haven't had a raise in five years where the full-timers get a raise, a cost of living increase every year. Um, there are, uh, I'm the only one of the part-timers who's listed as a permanent part-time. All the others are listed as, uh, limited-term employees, even though some of them have been around for a couple years already. I think that's outrageous. And, uh, it, it really puts their job security in jeopardy. They don't know from year to year if they'll be continued. Um, so, uh, That's one of the things, that's one of the other reasons why I'm running for the board is to be a voice for the other part-time employees at the station. There is no voice right now. You know, there's this uh, myth that the staff representative uh, represents all staff, but that's not really true. You know, the staff representative is part of the staff collective. Staff collective meets every week, goes over... uh, Various issues that are coming up before the board, and they come up with their uh, their point of view. But at no time is there any consideration of the part-timer's position. Um, for you know, like I just mentioned, the uh, the point that we haven't had a raise in five years, nobody brings that up. Uh, and uh, the uh, this myth of the limited-term employees. Why hasn't that been brought up? before the board it's because there's no representation of the part-time staff so I'm hoping to do that and uh, and I feel that well I've been a a listener sponsor of the station for over 30 years I I should have the right to run just like any other listener sponsor
0: two five six two thousand and one Jerry Chernow you've uh, displayed a long-term commitment to the station what do you like best about it, about the station, uh, yeah. and so on. what?
3: What keeps you coming back? Well, I, I, I can give you two answers for yeah. that. When I first moved to Madison in 1981, um, you know, there was a bunch of old friends who were helping me move, and you know, it was a really fun time. Actually, you know, moving in, but you know, they all left, and I was faced, you know, with my uh, mostly empty apartment and knowing hardly anybody in Madison. And uh, feeling kind of alone, well, I started unpacking, uh, unpack, and the first thing I saw at the top of one of the boxes was my radio. I take that out. And
0: what's, a, what's a radio? What's a radio, <laughs> yeah.
3: Well, you know, I, I started to tune it to see if I can find any decent music to listen to while I'm unpacking. And I'm, you know, kind of going back and forth, and I get to the left hand of the dial, and there's like, somebody who's playing an entire album of, uh, of uh, what's their name, uh, uh, Bill Monroe and the Texas Playboys, you know, one of my favorites. <laughs> and, like, you never hear that in any commercial station. And right away I was hooked to Ward, you know, that uh, for, the, for this alternative kind of music they were playing. And then the next thing I would say, as a longtime peace and justice worker, uh, both in Chicago and here in madison um, we need we desperately need wart you know it 's the only outlet some of us uh you know radical activists have to uh present our message to the to the public
0: you know i 've often said that uh you know i've i've been here at the station a long time already uh did what I don't know how many years of thorough review on sunday afternoons and then, and then moved over here uh to this slot and and i've often you know marveled at the people who come through the station while i'm on the air or i get to, um, you know get to meet or introduced from all over the place all over the not only just the united states but all over the world who come and observe here that have seen you know it's the station at some level has been a you know a beacon uh, and an example of what can be done. So uh, I, I hear what you're saying. Two five six two thousand and one. What else can we talk about, Jerry? What are, what are your? We've kind of touched on your prime concerns. Yeah. Um, um, well Of course. Oh, wait, uh, we we do have. Oh, I'm just informed we do have a caller. So let's bring them in. Uh, hey, Paul. You're on the air.
4: Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Um, so a minute ago, you guys were talking about how the last couple of years were difficult financially, and I was just curious if you had entertained the idea of, you know, thinking outside the box in terms of finances. I just got back from the Renewable Energy Fair up in Custer, Wisconsin, and solar is off the charts in terms of good financial investment now that the costs have decreased so much. Um, and I know you're on, is it Bedford Avenue? I don't know if you own right. the property, but, yes. um, have you consider putting solar on the roof if you haven't already, um, and if you can't afford it, maybe there's people that would, you know, love to help you out in, in getting it up there myself, for example. Um, cause you know, I, when I donate, I, I like it to. I prefer if it was a lasting donation that it would pay dividends in the future, as opposed to a you know a one time thing that's going to just have to be redone next year and, and so forth. Plus, I'm a big green advocate. Me, Any
0: thoughts on that? Yeah, Paul. Let me ask. Um, what what what, what, would, what do you visualize the, the, the function the way that solar on the roof here at WRT might help out?
4: Well. Your radio station, so I assume you have very high electricity bills, or at least higher than average. Um, so it would definitely reduce your utility costs. And in terms of um, people helping, you know, maybe you, we could fundraise to to get the down payment amount, and then you could finance it, or a private person could simply just pay for it, and you could enter into a third party leasing arrangement, which is much cheaper than what you currently pay. Um, to MGN. Um there's—I mean, there's lots of different different avenues, but it's just such a good financial investment right now. Um, I would encourage everyone to consider solar if they have good southern exposure. That um, you know, it seems like a win-win.
3: you well, uh, I think it's a—it's that's a good idea to to look into. I'm certainly no expert, but I know. One of the other board candidates is a, a solar installer, um, and it, uh, it certainly would be uh, worth picking his brain. And he's a volunteer at the station. Uh, we can we can certainly look into that. I think it's a great idea if it can be done. Uh, I know we just worked on the on the roof, so it's in better shape than it has been in quite a while. Um, so you know, maybe we could do something like that.
0: Two five six two thousand and one. I kind of asked you already, Jerry. What you like best about the station? What attracted you? What what, what keeps you coming back? We've kind of touched uh, in your opening comments about um, the, in a sense, the downside. What what else? Uh, when you think about the importance of the uh, of WRT, for instance, what do you think about about why it's so, so important to keep going toward the future well uh,
3: y- you know uh, we as old timers we uh, we maybe there's not keep, a whole lot we keep d- i got to stop you uh, there. you keep
0: you keep looking at me when you say that now be careful well, you're probably you're, as old as i am <laughs> I, I might be older than you so we'll talk about that but, off, uh, we'll talk about that
3: off the air we we need to pass on you know our our uh, experiences to the to the younger generation you know and uh we um uh, and one of those things is to uh is is our uh history of involvement in uh um progressive and and uh, even radical uh involvement in the community uh and uh the, the whole notion of this alternative experiment that we have here including the alternative experiment with the staff I was one of the people that helped to uh, create the structure for the staff collective you know and I've I have a long history working with co-ops and collectives going back to Chicago days and I was really excited to uh, to uh, have a chance to help you know implement that here at Wart and uh, it was it was a I think it was a tremendous. Help to the station when it was floundering back in the mid '90s, and getting all these people in that were uh, so excited to be self-managers and 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 uh, put so much uh, positive energy into the station. I think it helped turn things around for quite a while.
0: So, yeah, you no, know, I often I often think about the importance of, of the program of the of the station. Uh, in programs such as this uh especially now in this increasingly um, threatening time foreboding time a, a time of uh, uh, uh right wing uh offensives against uh, lots of our institutions you know I was just listening on on another station this morning uh in regard to you know the the legislature here the uh, um you know working on this bill that's basically going to uh, limit free speech on campus under the guise of protecting free speech, uh, and um, and I imagine too that those same kinds of forces will go after, for instance, uh, uh, independent uh, campus stations, WSUM, and so on. Uh, an, an assault on the funding. That's another thing, of course, is that uh, there's an assault on uh, funding that w- that the minimal funding that wrt uh, gets from uh uh you know the feds and so on and so forth so all these all these issues are na- you know it's now more than ever i think
3: right right and of course i think we were both around back in the mid 90s when there was an attempt to uh, kind of take over this station and turn it into a, kind of a pale version of a public radio station and uh we had to be you know, we have to keep being vigilant to uh retain the independent and community based focus of our station.
0: Well, Jerry Chernow, we're getting right down to the uh end end of the hour. A final uh final note, a final comment from you, please.
3: Well, um, I would say I've looked at all the uh applicants to the board and I've heard all the interviews to, to this point there's a lot of good people running for the board i mean i won't you know take it you know in any way personal if i'm not elected you know because i know that there's there's going to be some good people on the next board of directors and uh but in general i hope even beyond the board i hope we can get some good people to uh who want to serve on the committees cuz that's where the uh that's where the bulk of the ideas come from is the committee work and uh the committees can present their ideas to the board once they're they're uh put into a coherent form. So I just want to push that idea to uh all our volunteers and the potential volunteers out there.
0: Well again, I wanna thank uh, uh you for coming in the uh this segment, for this segment of the hour. I want to thank uh, Marty Carine for earlier. I want to thank Camille, who has been engineering. Uh, Sarah, who helped uh, helps me every week, but helped produce this uh, special edition of Public Affair. And Kathy out on the phones. Um, I've been your host for this hour. My name is Alan Ruff, and I'll be speaking with you next week. Thanks for tuning in. from underground another pirate station